Welcome. This podcast you're about to listen to is a special collaboration with myself and my guy, Trey, uh, from the Everybody Relax podcast, the neighborhood social worker. Um, and, you know, a few a few months ago, maybe we were talking about getting together and talking about, um, you know, body image, why males struggle with it, you know, why there's a lack of resources, you know, of information for, you know, regarding males and body image. So we came together for this pod episode, you know, um, just to kind of start the dialogue. Um, you know, we, we, we say a lot of things in this episode, um, a, a lot of vulnerability, you know, so, um, yeah, hopefully what, what you get out of it, you know, um, it's just an understanding of, you know, it's kind of hard for these conversations to happen, you know, so, um, we had to sit back and listen and let us know what you think. Peace. You know, in our in our group chat, we talked about, you know, body image in men, you know, uh, you know, um, and I, I remember a few years ago when I was really in like, you know, trying to get my name out there. I remember talking to someone, um, you know, a woman and her and her like asking, you know, what I'm saying like, what do you do for like, you know, if you have a client that has, you know, um, you know, self-image issues or, you know, like how they, you know, or how they look, things like that. And I was like, I, I don't, I, I never really, I never really thought about that because I never really get that with men, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I went looking for like resources and it wasn't a lot, you know what I'm saying? It, it was, I, I want to say I saw maybe two or three and maybe my Google search game wasn't strong enough, you know what I'm saying, to reach what I was trying to reach, but I didn't see, I, I saw, I saw it in women a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't see a lot with, you know, with men and, you know, um, body image and just and, and, and what comes with those territories. You know, I know, um, it, it, you know, our brothers with the Mother Social Work, they had a post about it a few years ago, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, just kind of saying, you know, this is what to look like. This is what men go through as far as like, you know, how they look. In, in, in how that's tied with our attitude you, you know maybe like you know our machismo you know maybe our you know our you know like we're quiet we're reserved you know yeah. all that's all that's kind of like just tied into each other and i had the idea of doing this a while back but i really didn't know how to roll it out and i know i was talking to trey about some stuff he went through as a youngster with like being too skinny yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and me i've always been a bigger person you know like i was in the third grade i think i weighed 100 pounds you know what i'm saying so like in this kind of just always kind of, you know, just in that space, you know what I'm saying? Always kind of, you know, like the, you know, the end of, you know, um, you know, kind of being the tail end of fat jokes and, and yeah. all kind of stuff, like, you know, and being like the class clown and, you know, and really just joking on myself because I, because I kind of had that self, um, you know, that self image, you know, the defense mechanism to, you know, I yeah. would, I would start the jokes and then I kind of control, you know what I'm saying? Like what, comes in and what goes out you know so kind of leave someone else it might get too real you know what I'm saying? yeah so, yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and that's kind of why like i I'm, I'm kind of um i don't really take myself too serious now i and know that's a problem because i should because being in a professional space you don't want to be always you know the one joking and stuff but it's just kind of i just got used to the, just being like the light of the of the conversation just because you know um yeah just kind of how i grew up with you know those views of my body and, and how that kind of you know, fed my self-esteem and things like that. So, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Um, the discussion, as you said that, because like I think it came up. I don't know if somebody brought it up. If it was MSW, if it's Melanie Social Work Crew, or it was somebody else. Maybe it was Bache and them. Um, 
And uh, they was talking about the body image and body dysmorphia, things that happen with men, especially us as black men. And um, just really, really looking at it and not knowing that the stuff that, you know, I would um, sit here and ruminate about in reference to my body and what I look like and what I used to look like. And of course, like I said, what Chris said, you know, I grew up as a skinny kid. And so I, I didn't hit my, my stature or weight until, you know, 20s going on into 30s. And a lot of people never understood that because they was like, yo, but you are wide right now. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a bigger stature than I was in high school. Um, and I hit like a gr couple growth spurts in between, you know, undergraduate and graduate school. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, you know, um, understanding that, you know, when I was doing my workouts and trying to get down weight, cut weight or tone up, um, I was, you know, so like bent on the small stuff of like, if I couldn't fit this, if I had like a little slight pudge or, you know, all these different, my jeans, some wouldn't fit and just being like super self-conscious about it. Um, I've always felt as though, you know, I felt like I was, I always had a, a version of myself where I felt like, you know, I thought I, I did look, look well, you know, I always thought that, um, and then you get that validation, of course, but then there was always times in the back of my head where I would be like, you know, oh, I wish I was bigger. I wish I had more muscles. Why I can't put on no weight, you know what I'm saying? Why I can't put no muscles on, um, because I was so skinny. Oh, I wish, you know, this, that, and the third, you know, wish my hair was this longer, but, um, you know, and um, never really realized until the last couple of years that that was some image body image um, symptoms that were, were arising and that I was just being, you know, really succumbing to it. And then realizing how many how many of us as men go through it and just shrug it off as jokes, <laughs> shrug it off as like, you know, say, oh, we just kicking it, boy, you, boy, you, look, you putting some pounds on, ain't you? Like... Boy, you uh, you know, looking skinny out here. What's going on? But just like never really depositing reinforcement that we needed in reference to you know picking up weight or losing weight. It was always some type of negative undertone or connotation behind it. So I, I that's I mean when it, when the topic came up, man, I think I even wrote about it in one of my articles when I was writing, and then um that was a couple of years ago, and it's popped up recently. I don't even know maybe it popped up recently with Melanie Social Work, and we got back on the on the conversation. We was like, man. Chris was like, hey, I'm going to do an episode about it. I was like, man, let's do a co-collab co episode, man, and knock it out. That'd be easy for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right, for sure. And it's, a, I mean, it's alarming to know that or, or to see the lack of resources, right? You know what I'm saying? And and I really, and, and I don't want to say I get it, but I understand because this it's a lot of like, you know, you, you can't really be an emotional type person. You know what I'm saying? You can't really talk about how you feel about your body without being emotional. You know what I'm saying? Right. Somebody would tell you to suck it up. You know what I'm saying? Make it over that shit. You know what I'm saying? Or someone might be like, you know, like, like from, you know, from my lens, you know, when you say you was too skinny, me being a bigger person, I would, or I would think that, you know, me, like me being skinny would be the end of my problems. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I would just, I would give anything just to kind of see, you know, saying just to kind of be a hundred pounds lighter and really, you know, and not really just, always kind of have that attention to myself right you know what i'm saying like i feel like just i've went through so many things that it was easy just to not speak about it or to shrug it off because you know like you don't know what kind of attention it's going to bring you know yeah. what i'm saying like and and you know 
we're not really that supportive when we get to those, you know, conversations, right? You know, like, you know, I always get to kind of, you know, oh, well, you know, just work out, you know what I'm saying? Or just eat less. Or, and you never really know what that person's going through, right? You know what I'm saying? Because the thing I like about social work, you know, thing that, you know, is that you meet people where they're at, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot with kind of like, you know, like the whole diet culture, the whole kind of, um, you know, like a workout culture, right? It's like, we assume everybody is like if you're a bigger person you 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 are not taking care of yourself you know what i'm saying you're right, not eating right. right you're not working out you're not doing this you're not doing that you need to do this and, and it comes from like a judgmental stance so people you know might be like all right well then i'll just i, I just don't i won't do nothing right you know what i'm saying always kind of like you know like you you, you, you just don't want to say you know um you need to toughen up you know what i'm saying like yeah. okay like you, you know you go to the gym and, you know, which is ironic to me that people like, you know, make fun of big people going to the gym. Well, you told me to go to the gym. You, know? you told me to go. Yeah. Right. So I just feel like so like, you know, I get it. Why it's not a lot of resources. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not a, like it's not a safe space for us to like talk about those things without someone cracking some kind of jokes or someone just, you know, just dismissing what you feel like, you know? Yeah. And it's wild. You wild you say that because like. And I think this is going to be a good kind of back and forth episode because on the other end of the spectrum in regards to like if you're too skinny, then you're also seen as healthy. But that's not the case because you could be super skinny and be in poor health, you know, poor uh, physical health and medical have stupid amount of medical conditions um, that, you know, inhibited your actual care. Or on the flip side, you know, what I'm saying we all get in the gym. You get in the gym, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you, you bird chest or, you know what I'm saying? Why are you doing this lightweight or you're not going to put, you doing this, that, and the third. What you eat, you need to eat more. You know, I've heard all these different things. And, you know, growing up around, like, you know, I have two two sets of my sides of my family, um, my mom's side and my dad's side. And so my dad's side is always pretty, is how I'm built now. I'm about 6'1", like 240. Um, you know, that's kind of the stocky range of my dad's side. Like we were tall and we got, you know, uh, shoulders and we're, you know, pretty, pretty solid size, you know, people, men and women. Um, you know, my grandmother, she was like 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". Um, you know, and I have a great aunt who was pretty tall and stout. And then like my grandfather, he was like 6'2", 6'3". Great grandfather was 6'4", 6'5". So like I come from that line on that side. And then on my mom's side, you know, I come from, you know, folks who they they start off very skinny and then they fill out as they get older, you know, and they're pretty stocky as well, but a little bit more slim trim to them. And so um, I knew at some point those genes would kick in um, at some point because um, I was so skinny for all the way up until, you know, undergraduate. Um, and then but then it just went to a place where I'm like, oh, this is what I always wanted. But then it's like, oh, I don't like this. And so you go into the crash diet, you go into the back into the the actual, you know, the the hooping, playing basketball. Of course, I tell people all the time when I go back and playing basketball, I've always used to try to go back and play like I used to in my teens or my early 20s. But I'm carrying a whole lot of different more weight. My body's a different, different space, you know, so I can't do as much as I wanted to do. But that frustrated me so much. So I would work super hard to you know, get that done to get back to that, that, that weight or get back to that playing style. 
uh, cut my diet in half and really just do like these crash diets. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of, you know, as I was working with my, my one of my homeboys, a personal trainer, he was just like, you know, you can't neglect the the cravings that you have when you're doing these diets. It's not fair to you, you know what I'm saying, or fair to your body, you know, so you're going to have to balance that out where you, you eat clean for a certain period of time. And then, you know, if you do crave, you crave, you feel what I'm saying? But it's just like you can't neglect, you know, what what your body is craving, whether it be bad or not. And who's to say, which I've been seeing more research around, who's to say which is bad and not in reference to the diets that they're putting out, you know, because, you know, everybody was on the keto craze. Then it came out like keto can do more damage, you know. Uh, limit your carbs or decrease your carbs, but if you don't, if you have no carbs, then where you get your energy from? You know how you reburning that? You know, and so it 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 created this whole whirlwind of stuff, man. And and I just really was just kind of you know really started looking around and then seeing how many folks have utilized the gym, have replaced the gym. Some people say gym is my therapy. They replaced the gym for self care, right? But it's taken to a point where it's moving into an addiction style. Because you would rather, if I got something going on, instead of me working through it, you know, internally or mentally by myself individually or going to see a therapist or something like that, I'm going to take all of that out on the gym. And that can lead into an unhealthy balance and boundary in reference to your physical and mental as well. Right. For sure. And I know um, last year I, I started like, you know, like kind of, uh, I, I don't want to say a, a weight loss journey. But I started like, you know, working out more, you know, not being like lazy. Right. And, um, you know, um, this doing works for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I kept in mind was that kind of idea. Right. I don't want to be obsessed with weighing a certain amount, mm -hmm. you know, so like so like now um, I still work out five times a week. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like intense, you know, it's like, you know, a little 20, 30 minute. Right. You know, and I don't even check the scale no more because. I just don't do it for the weight, you know, so like I do it for the feel, like, I, like, I, you know, it's like I do it just to kind of get my day started. Right. And I knew yeah. that um, <clears throat> if I was obsessed with, you know, I want to weigh 220, you know, what I'm saying, oh, I want to go from 290 to 220 in 10 months and I want to just kill it. Now, I could have done that, but I wasn't about to. I wasn't about to really switch how I eat so so drastically, you know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. I wasn't about to <clears throat> and I wasn't about to, you know um try to work out for, for for three hours a day you know what i'm saying or just do like anything kind of crazy right you know what i'm saying i feel like because because like you said like you know i don't want to get too you know like you know get too small because you, you, you know because you got to have some kind of you know like oh like you know healthy weight on you right you yeah know? yeah that was kind of it took me a while to really understand that too right so um just kind of how you know like you know like 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 being little isn't always you know, the end goal, right? Now, of course, if you, you know, like if your doctor say, hey, you might want to, you know, say lose 50 because, you know, you, 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 you know, your blood pressure is high, your heart rate is crazy, you know what I'm saying? You might want to lose, so then that's different. But, you know, like you're just doing it kind of just to get into it, you know what I'm saying? Like you really, like, you know, like you really don't want to be obsessed with weighing a certain amount or looking a certain way, you know? It's like you want to do it for yourself, right? You know, so, um, but to get to like, you know, more personal, like, you know, um, dialogue, I know just kind of, man, I just wish, I feel like there's a few things 
that's kind of brought me to a place where like, you know, like where I'm comfortable just kind of being myself, comfortable with not really being obsessed with just kind of like, like how I look and being, yeah. you know, just being okay with, you know, what's going on physically and, you know, or, you know, just kind of, you know, how, how I present to the world. Right. Um, just growing up, man, just like, you know, I feel like it was always like joke time. Couldn't say, couldn't eat nothing. Couldn't say nothing. It was always like, shit, like, you know, such a fat ass up or those kind of things. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and it was just, I mean, and of course those kind of things do hurt your feelings after a while, but you can't really let it show you hurt. Like you dance in this world, especially like in the hood, right. We're like, we're like, you know, you can't really show that your feelings is hurt. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my mom really kind of put that in, in me early. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't really show people that you have feelings because you know, because it's just, it's not going to be good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like, you know, jokes are going to happen more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I wasn't really a big fighter, so I wasn't really going to fight. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so I had to do this delicate dance of just, you know, of, of just existing, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it worked. I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, had this coping skill of being a funny guy, like I said earlier, you know, I'd, I'd mm -hmm. be the funny guy. People, you know, just, will, you know, just will just leave me alone if I just crack jokes all the time, you know, uh, you yeah. know things like that. Right. Um, and it just really just, it just kind of put me in a spot to where like, I just, man, to where like, I, I, I like to this day, like, you know, like, like, um, I, I just don't really like a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I know, like, you know, um, I have two, I have two little girls, you know, I have one toddler, you know, and she likes to climb on me and touch me and stuff like that. And that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Right. Mm. But, you know, just because, you know, you know, when I was a youngster, teenager, and, like the people always kind of, you know, touching on my roles and stuff like that without, you know, like yeah. really invading my personal space, but because I was a big dude, I kind of had to take it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and I wasn't going to fight. So, you know, I would kind of make, you know, say something funny or, you know, kind of play it off like it didn't happen and that kind of stuff. Right. And I feel like, but there was never really a space to kind of say those things. I didn't go to, the, I, I, I didn't know what therapy was in high school. Right. You know, right. You talk to your dad about it. He tell you to, you know, man up, you suck it up. You know what I'm saying? Or you talk to someone else and they kind of tell you, you know, they, they only suggestion is to lose weight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They only, that's the lose only weight, suggestion is to lose, lose weight, weight. Or, or crack jokes. You got to keep Jonah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, so, but then fast forward, um, there was a time after high school, like a couple of years after high school, when I was just kind of, I was chilling because in high school, I started wrestling. Mm -hmm. and I thought to shake some of that you know baby fat off you know what I'm saying so that was so so that was good right but then after wrestling after high school um you know your metabolism changed and I started chilling and I I probably ballooned up from about two 200 to about man 275 and I really and I really realized what was going on because I was I just was I just was living right yeah yeah and I wish I had this myspace picture because there was this one picture where I was like okay something got to something got to change right something got to change because you know it's just you know i'm too big you know what i'm saying and like retrospect you know what i'm saying like i remember just feeling like you know everything was heavy you know i'm wearing like 4x shirts i'm wearing hoodies i'm wearing big old jeans i just remember kind of feeling that way right just feeling like everything was heavy right but because i'm in college and because i'm broke you know what i'm saying like you know losing weight was kind of easy you know what i'm saying yeah, you know, yeah. i would go to the gym for about two hours work out i must have lost about 70 pounds right now mm. i'm getting like affirmations from people you know like the jokes are stopping you know my friends that used to have the fat jokes are kind of like you know 
showing me some respect, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, um, and I feel confident enough to, to stand up for myself now, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, you know, those kind of things. But the thing that happened was when I got small, the satisfaction didn't match what I thought it would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought I would be this, I thought I would be this ladies' man. I thought I would, you know, come in through killing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, you know, I mean, I would say it was, you know, it, it was cool in some regards, but it wasn't really enough for me to, like, you know, for me to um, put that into, like, you know, um, like a lifestyle change. Because, it, you know, because for me, it like, I thought it was a lifestyle change, but it was also, like, like I was, it was, it was unhealthy the way I did it. You know, I worked out, I didn't yeah. eat a lot. I drank a lot, partied a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, and didn't, it, it just wasn't healthy. And like I said, like I didn't get the, um, you know, the, um, you know, I like, I had the results, but I didn't get like the feedback that I really wanted. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? So then, you know what I'm saying? And I, so like, I felt, I felt kind of slighted, you know what I'm saying? Like mentally I felt more depressed because I was chasing this image for so long and I got it. <laughs> and then it was like, it was, it was, it was nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like it was nothing that was worth the trouble. Right. And then, and I, now as being an older person, I feel like if we build people up instead of, you know, like, um, you know, having them lose the weight, then build them up, right? All you're saying, like, I knew you could do it, but it's like, if we show them love, you know what I'm saying? If they too skinny, if they too big, wherever kind of, wherever they at, right? And they feel like they want to be loved and they want support, we should show them that, build them up mm -hmm. in that space, you know what I'm saying? And then see what happens, right? You know, because it just, like, I just felt slighted, you know what I'm saying? Because I did so much work to kind of end, you know, health, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I was, I was, like, I was, I was pretty big, so like, I feel like, health-wise i did myself a favor right but but you know i feel like I, I i wasn't chasing the real kind of um you know like i wasn't chasing the real meat potatoes of what i needed to chase you know what i'm saying i was chasing what society told me i should chase I, you know and they said you should you know you should look smaller so you should so you should be yeah. smaller right you know you was like, chasing chasing the, the validation from societal standpoints right versus you know, what's what you truly wanted to be and truly wanted to to look like and i think that comes into perspective as far as understanding what's your ideal look and you know what it wants what it want to look like you know for me when i you know i i went on the opposite side i was always so skinny and so you know i would get the jokes of i played basketball for the longest time so you know skinny person frail you know what i'm saying you weak you soft you know all these different things so i had to really fight and scrap to show like I can, you know, hoop, but also show like I can at least carry my weight around. But I wasn't the strongest person. You know, I grew up in the country out here, man. So we got some country Fred boys out here that <laughs> are just naturally strong and naturally defined at times too. Um, and so, um, you know, there was that dynamic and just trying to hold my weight, you know, Lord willing, I didn't play football. So, you know, that was, that was good. But, you know, I had, we had skinny cats too to play football. That was a beast at it, you know, that was skinnier than me. Um, and so, you know, you know, it was always that thing of, you know, well, uh, if I can just be, uh, like get some more weight on me and I wasn't a really a big weight room junkie. Cause as I was talking to my mans about hooping, we was hooping like a couple weeks ago, man. We was just like, yo, we used to hoop seven days a week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like either in school, after school, at my house, somebody else's house at the YMCA. 
you know, just hooping. Long, I mean, I'm talking about like three, four, five hours at a time. And so there was no even time to, we was always talking about like how we used to eat. We used to hoop for like three, four hours, go get some, you know, a double cheeseburger, sweet tea, and then get back to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what we used to do. And, um, you know, um, one thing about it was just like, man, you know, and I couldn't, there was no, there was no way I could even keep any weight on me because my metabolism was moving so fast. And so as we go to grad, uh, undergraduate, you know what I'm saying? I come in, I was probably like a buck 40, buck 45 in high school. All right. So that's what I remember all through high school. And so when I tell people this story about, because they see my stature now, and they're like, you was a buck 40, something like that in high school. I was like, yeah, I was a buck 40. Um, you know, one of my colleagues, man, he thought I used to like be a bouncer at clubs because he was saying like, he's like, you used to bounce or whatever. And I was like, nah, bro, I ain't never did no bouncing in no clubs. But, you know, um, so with that being said, like I, I did the freshman 15, freshman 20, I was still hooping like crazy. Um, but then it started, you know, to go into the 200s and stuff like that. And by the time I graduated, I was probably about maybe like two, 210, maybe. Um, and then got up to about 220 in grad school. Now, in between the time, there was relationships, there was transitions, there was a lot of stuff going on as stressors wise. I wasn't hooping as much, you know, there was different changes in my body. I think I hit another growth spurt. And um, then I started to see my body take form. Of course, you get older, it your body maneuvers and, and changes, and then your genetics kick in. So like, you started to see all of my, my dad's side just start to kick in. So I go from a frail, skinny kid to like a mini, uh, slimmer version of my dad at this point. And my dad is like, maybe six foot, like maybe like six one, six two, two fifty, two sixty. You know. So you I get you get that version of me coming um at that point. And so um there were times where I really struggled with trying to stay in shape and and matriculate. And I remember seeing one picture, cause my my I could easily fluctuate my, my body weight ten to fifteen pounds if I really just buckled down and started eating right or doing exercising. But I could never always get to my ideal weight. Because I didn't know if I knew what I needed or wanted at that point in time. I didn't know if I wanted to. I just knew I wanted to tone up. And that's the only thing I wanted to do. But in hindsight, I'm thinking, I was like, I never even toned up. I just really wanted to shake or have a certain weight number. So I got to a period where I was like, forget the weight number. I'm okay with this weight, you know. And I don't want to go under, you know, because I always wanted to get back to 205, 210. And then I started thinking, I don't really want to get down that anymore. Because I like a couple of things that happened in between that time was that I couldn't stay consistent mm. in the gym because I just like to play basketball. That's all I like to do. Right. So I couldn't stay consistent in the gym. I, I could stay consistent for a diet for a little bit and then I'll cut it off and do some other stuff because I like food. I do like food. I do enjoy food. I don't like just eating whatever, you know. And so now I've, you know, matriculated my, moved myself to a point where I can eat certain things and be okay and indulge in other things and work it off. You know, and third, man, my wife, my wife would tell me, when we first got married, she was like, when we first got married, I was coming out of grad school, I was like 210, 215, 210 probably. Cause I went on a, I went on a crazy bend, like you did, like you said, working out in grad school, I was doing like four or five days a week and hooping like three times a week. Back, like almost, almost like close to back in teenage years. Yeah. And so I dropped from 225 to 210 very quickly 
And it was a good ideal weight, but I was also super stressed out, super, I was going through some depression and stuff like that during those, those from undergraduate to grad school. And I always remember what my wife told me, my wife was like, I don't want you to go back to that weight because I, I didn't, you wasn't healthy, realistically. And she was like, I like, you know, when you have a little bit more meat on you versus when you're a skinny. And so that... When she told me that, I was like, all right, bet. So I don't have to be doing all of this for no reason because the doctor, all my levels are good. I go to the doctor every year. I check everything. And then secondly, um, you know, I I'm good, right? And and, and she, my wife said that, so I ain't got nobody else to answer to but her at this point, you know what I'm saying, right. if she tell me that. Um, and so, you know, either way, it came back up again because maybe later on, maybe like 15, 16, or 17, I got upset about it again because I had started deforming a little gut. And I was really also going through some other stuff like that as far as looks wise and like, you know, trying to get back to my old self, but I was dealing with depression, I believe, back then. And I seen a picture of myself and my friend's um, house. I had a little pudge and gut and that just sent me on a whole whirlwind. When I was sitting down, I had a little pudge and I was like, oh, nah, we not finna do this. <laughs> and so, Went on a crazy, another crazy stint of working out. I had a, I bought a, I got a personal trainer. I bought a little meal plan from him. Did that for three, four months. Was cooking, was cooking, and um, got down to like two twenty ish. I was like, I was like, I have reached two forty, two forty or two thirty five. My heaviest, I reached that, and my heaviest right now has been two forty five, two two forty five, two forty seven. That's my heaviest, but it don't look like it because I carry it because I'm still tall and slender, right? And um, so when I got up to 235, I went on a whole tear of working out. And it was until I went to sleep, I was, I was working out in the eating times coming off, the, coming off of work. And um, this particular time I was um, working 10 to 7, got off work, went to the gym, and I fell asleep on the mat. Fell asleep on the mat <laughs> doing sit-ups. Right. And I was like, this is not supposed to be happening. And I was like, this is embarrassing, matter of fact. And so I, I stopped working out again because I was just like, all right, at some point, if we're talking about mental health, mm -hmm. right, working out this many times a week or this many times a day is going to take a toll. There's a difference between resting, relaxing, doing this, and, and not doing anything else. So that has to be a fine balance in how you go out here and, and working out. And so when I talk to like fitness folks or trainers, and I'm talking to them about how are you pushing your clients or how are you working with your clients, I make sure to tell them, you have to give them a break in order to keep this journey along because you keep pushing this you know, it's, it's every day, it's this, that, and the third, and don't give them any type of time and grace to, to mentally, you know, rest and physically rest, then like most trainers know, the, the, the results are not going to get there because you're going to be so burnt out and so tired that you're not going to want to do it anymore. And then you put it off to a side again, you go repeat that cycle. Right. So, you know, and then in, in and of that self of that journey, recognizing the body dysmorphia, recognizing the body image issues that I have with myself, I didn't see my old self. I wanted my old self back, but I was in this new body, in this new place, and I had to adapt and to adjust to that. 
even when I'm playing basketball, even when I put my fits on, I have to adjust to this new body and new space. I have to um, get back to uh, feeling okay in my skin, the self-esteem piece, and still being okay with what my body has to offer. And so that's why I started playing with that. So when I started playing with that thought and then playing with the, the access to the different type of clothes, right? The different type of, um, and it's still, there's still some issues today where like, I don't want to, I don't take my shirt off much, you know, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I got into the habit when we go to the beach, take my shirt off. Forget walking around with the white beard. We just going to get it out here. It is what it is. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's just, you know, if my man's over here who, who has the gut, has enough brash and self-confidence to say, y'all going to get this full gut and all of me then I should not be crying at all or, or being self-conscious at all about what I got going on because my man's over here said it's okay. Right. You know, so it's, right. it's still a toss up. Right. But once I got back into that and got back to my regular self, you know what I'm saying? I call my alter ego who gets fresh and everything like that. I call him that's fresh water Jenkins. Right. <laughs> so when I, when I can call back and get back fresh water Jenkins back in the mix, because I feel like, you know, undergraduate and, and, and undergraduate was probably my prime best, you know, weight, weight ratio, slender fits, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I get back to that and I can bring fresh water back into the 30 year old body. Then I start to feel more comfortable, even in basketball, though. Mm -hmm. I had to adapt to my body. I was one of the ones that was running around the court all the time, jumping, doing this, that, and the third. Hey, listen, body wise, aches, knees. You know, they they not this this 32, 33 year old knees and back, not 16, 17, 18, 20 year old. Not to say I can't still jump and be athletic, but I can't do all that anymore because now I'm carrying two thirty two forty versus carrying one forty. Right. And the last piece of this, as you know, we'll still continue to talk, is that my my homeboy who's a trainer, right? Who he can freaking he'll go up two forty and cut. 225 220 in like one month like i just seen him do it just now right he's a trainer that's what he do um he told me he was like bro let me tell you something man he was like you not big <laughs> like shut up like he was like you know that's how we talk but right. you know i'm not telling everybody else like that it's not that deep but yeah. <laughs> he was like if you put in the, the grand scheme of how much weight you put on from high school to now if you saying you was 140 150 in high school and you 240 now at 32, 33 years there's age, you have put on such amount of weight in that's what's that 15 to 17 year period. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Right. You 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 are went on a normal trajectory. 15 years later, <laughs> you put on an extra hundred pounds. And not a lot of people can say that. You know, that's that's normal trajectory for, you know, as we get older, that's what happens. Also, give yourself some grace. That's been my my new quote, you know, give yourself some grace with that. So that was the other kind of thing that kind of put some stuff in perspective for me. Right. Like kind of being like realistic, you know, yeah, being like, realistic with the weight gain and being comfortable with the weight gain. Right. And not really holding yourself to like Hollywood standards, you know, like, um, who was the one woman? I can't stand her. Uh, Jillian Michaels. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, I, like she was cool. Like, you know, she was brash and, you know, you were seeing results because of the biggest loser. 
But after a while, you started being like, yo, your methods is kind of twisted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it does more harm than good, you know, to hold everybody to my standards, right? You know what I'm saying? Or to someone else. Like, like, like people got to do what's good for them, right? So, like, I know we have, like, these personal trainers and these new dietitians and stuff like that. Like, you should make a plan that fits their lifestyle rather than what you think they need, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they might not have access to all the stuff you need. You know, they, like, you know, they might have time, you know, to, you know, work out all this stuff. You know, like, I hate, the, like, the, you know, the term no excuses, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no, well, sometimes we do have excuses, and they are fucking valid, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, but, um, but, but, yeah, um, so, how do you think like body image and like black masculinity like ties in? You know what I'm saying? I feel like for me personally, me being dark, you know what I'm saying? I feel like um, all the dark men that I see get praised are like mm-hmm. Morris Chestnut, shirt off, six pack, <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Pecs of steel, you know what I'm saying? So for me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I felt like that was kind of like, well, if I didn't look like that, then my black wasn't really beautiful my black was kind of uh like 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 you know like said it being chocolate nah nigga you burnt you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying so like i feel like you know so i feel like we like we talk about like like masculine you know what i'm saying like like those images and it really kind of played with like a lot of things that i kind of went through was like you know i didn't look like certain type of people you know what i'm saying um i was still dark though but you know but i wasn't I didn't present as, you know, you know, like, you know, like other brothers that people might call fine, you know what I'm saying? So right. like that kind of played with the image as well, you know, and I feel like um, it's good to kind of like, you know, big people up, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, if, if all black is beautiful, then how can I only see these things being kind of like presented to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not really trying to go in that soapbox because I've come in years to you know to love what i look like and who i look like and all that stuff right but i'm just saying like you know like when i was kind of going through my stuff you know something like that kind of that kind of image is always kind of like acceptable and i feel like you know when we have this imagery out there you know i know that's why um fenty you know like saying like she had to kind of um you know all the like, like all size men being models yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was pretty dope. Even though a lot of people joked on it, you know what I'm saying? But but I feel like it's bigger than the jokes. It's bigger than that. Because, like, you know, you want people to kind of, you want people to feel like they have a place in this world. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, like, you know, um, now you see men plus size models, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who, who really getting their shit off, you know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like just, like, I know, like, my social work practice, when I do see clients, when I do work with people, right, um, I like to pres- I like to boost self-esteem. I like to make people feel good, you know what I'm saying? Because I know like I know like that that makes a difference. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Cause, cause same, I, same. Because because every big black dude that I knew wasn't sad like I was. I knew right. a lot of big big black niggas that would roast you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? They would cook people, you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people didn't fuck with them because I feel like um because they had like a support system that really, you know, or or, you know, like, or, you know what I'm saying? Or they just was built different where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just was, you know, more resilient at the time. Fuck what you're talking about. I'm about to get my shit off. I wasn't that resilient at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I was going to say, like, maybe they they still had the same issues that you had, but they was just like, well, I'm going to cook everybody in here. So they not going to, you know, right. you know say <laughs> right. anything crazy to me. You know what I'm right. saying? 
Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so, so we're going to do, we're going to kill all that noise. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, but I'm just saying like, you know, representation, you know what I'm saying? Really, really is important. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, um, when it comes to like, you, you know, black spaces, our masculine features are like, you know, tough, brash. And I feel like if you don't fit that mold, you you kind of chop liver, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that really kind of hurt my, my self-image for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Until like, you know, like people like Kid Cudi came out and, and was telling people, hey, it's all good to be you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to present like this super tough, badass dude. You know what I'm saying? You can really just come and be who you are. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of when like my journey kind of shifted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, when he came out, that's when like I really started going to the gym. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And looking at things a different way. And also I had like a, I, 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 I remember this dude I went to, I went to college with. And he was a cool dude, you know what I'm saying? Big dude, you know what I'm saying? Super, just like, you know, just like super jack dude, right? And he would, and, and he really would like talk to me like, you know, you like, hey man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you a little bigger, but hey, you know what I'm saying? You can, you know, you can do what you want to do. You can lose weight if you want to lose weight and I, I'll help you out. And he was the first person that really was like, hey bro, I got, I got you, I'll help you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll go to the gym with you, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and he was, you know what I'm saying? He was younger than me, he didn't owe me nothing you know but it was it was just important to kind of have that support person that say you know i go with you i won't just judge it's judgment free zone you know what i'm saying i got you you know what i'm saying so i feel like that kind of really helped out too and i feel like you know yeah we just gotta hold people up you know like you know like yeah like just in, in the best way we could yeah i i think you know that's going into the, the colorist side of it and then how like us as black how we how black men are perceived um is is a whole separate podcast i think you know <laughs> um i can only speak from of course you know my dynamic is going to be different and going to probably get chopped up because i'm light-skinned and and that is the preferred uh black folks uh color and that you know that's not that's not my my preference but you know that's what is seen as is this better in, in generations past is light skin or fairer skin and so you know with that being said, you know, there was, you know, I've, I've, I was at the whole pretty boy phase from, you know, middle school through high school. That was, that was what I was caught up in was the pretty boy phase because I was light skinned. I had hair. I had my eyes, even though I can't see out these eyes at all. Um, you know, my, <laughs> my, my glasses are mad thick and they've always been thick since, you know, kindergarten. Um, so, you know, there was there was always that piece. Now I'm not really going. To, I don't have nothing to say in that reference because, you know, I understand my privilege as a light skinned man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the only thing that you know I really struggle with in reference to the pretty boy phase or uh, light skinned stuff is that you know, it, it for me, you know, we crack jokes. It was crack jokes like with folks that was darker skinned. You know what I'm saying? We always crack jokes. Me and my homeboys would crack jokes about that. And I realized that, you know, that was kind of, that was very negative and toxic in the manner. And me and my homeboys have had that conversation about, like, when we used to call each other, like, people call me, you know, call them, like, darky or darkness or night, night, this, that, and the third. You know, it actually was hurting his feelings. Um, right back, right back to me, it would be like, you know, high yellow boy, you a light bulb, or, you know, I think somebody, <laughs> I think sometimes in high school, man, called me and said I look like a red nose pit. Like it was all these different colorist stuff. She was white actually, but anyway, um, she should have got fried up anyways. But 
um, these things that we have, these conversations that play into our body image and self-image, these terminologies, these things that are kind of anti-black when we have the conversation with each other, whether we're um, you know, darker skin or lighter skin or in the, in the middle, these things play on our self-esteem and our body image. So now, if I don't feel good about my body and how it looks, then, you know, I'm going to also perpetuate the things that they've told me about this, my, my color, this color of my skin as well. But we all supposed to be black, you know, mm -hmm. and so black is beautiful regardless the shade of color. And so, you know, that that plays into the mix of how you go about doing that. So in your reference, like I said, if I'm going to be called this, that and the third, you know, um, in reference to my color of my skin, then maybe I do get jacked. Maybe I do hit the gym harder so I can have the muscle. So at least I know they respect black men who are chiseled. You feel what I'm saying? Like, look at Shamar Moore. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tyler Perry movies or, you know, the light-skinned brother that's chiseled. You know what I'm saying? That has good hair, fine hair. You know, all you know everything is, is, is straight. Is, everything is fine. I, didn't, I wasn't that light-skinned brother. You know, I was the light-skinned brother that... You know, only thing I had going for me in that sense was my eyes, but I had bifocals, so I had to play on that with contacts, but my hair was nappy, so you know what I'm saying, so I didn't have no straight, light-skinned, curly hair, it was always nappy, and you know what I'm saying, my, I had to train my beard because that was always nappy too, so, but that's, 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 that's small compared to, you know, what my dark-skinned brothers, you know, go through and face, um, and so, it, it definitely plays a role you know, but even in that, um, the dark skinned brothers that I'm cool with and always been cool with, man, they've always like was either securing themselves or found a way to maneuver themselves. Like I said, my dad is a dark skin dark skinned guy and you would never tell him he had any darn body dysmorphia issues. He may have had them, but he he didn't move like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't move like it at all. So when I say that, when I say that, right, I say I got that from my dad too. Like being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable with what you bring to the table because it's going to be what it be, you know, and then, you know, moving forward with, with that. So, but I think that, you know, that and just only enhances and increases the issues that we have with um, body image um, when you start talking about the colorist piece because, you know, black men are like uh, fetish, how you are a fetish. I was gonna say the other piece of it, I always mix it up. They they get, you know, very they are a fetish at times. Um, especially when the, the black man is tall, big, and you know, chiseled, you know, whatever. So Right. Okay. So man, uh I know we can talk about this all day, you know what I'm saying? But how do we how do we start to like create the space to 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 speak on like, you know, body images, body dysmorphia, you know, um, there's so many terms. You know what I'm saying that we could that 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 are that, that are used to speak on like you know um men and body image, right? But how can we create a space to where people feel comfortable with saying, Hey man, you hurt my feelings, or you know, or, or or I would like for you not to touch me there, you know what I'm saying? Those kind of things, right? You know, um, how you feel like we create that space? I think it's just with us 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 with brothers, man, you know, being more empathetic with one another and creating these safe spaces to have those conversations. Um, I think this is a good start, you know, but much as like of everything that black men have to work through and rewire themselves and rewire all the, the concepts that we grew up with, the toxic masculinity and, you know, the, the um, 
the anti-blackness at times and the homophobia. We have to unwork, unwire, unhinge, uproot all of that. But that takes um, time because a lot of us grew up in it and still in it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, even as we do this episode, this, we still have our own, you know what I'm saying, uh, issues with body image and, 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 and looks. As I'm looking at myself on the camera right now, looking at myself, I said, I need to get an edge up. And a retweet is very bad because I look nuts. Um, <laughs> or the fact that I wore a certain shirt just in case, like, you know what I'm saying, if you're on camera, it's not going to show my little gut. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. Um, I think, you know, you know, we have to create as men. See, that's the thing. It's not, it, it's, it's, I enjoy when black women create this space for us, but we got to relieve them of their duties at this point. Mm. A black woman can't keep creating these spaces for us to heal. And I'm appreciative of all the women, black women who do that work, stand on the front lines and create these spaces and stuff like that. But until black men step up and do it to help each other out, it's never going to reach the height that it needs to reach. And I've always said this, you know, black women create their own conferences. It's conferences for black women to do X, Y, and Z. They do it. They set out, get it done. It's done. But for us brothers, it's a whole different pulling of teeth in order right. to get that done. You feel what I'm saying? And so, but it's, it's going to take us to have these conversations, to have these space with black men, by black men to make this happen. That's my that's my opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? Let the black women do the black women things that they need to do as much as we need to stay out of black women business, you know. <laughs> right. We stay out there business, right? Well, let's get some business about ourselves. For sure. Yeah. You know, I definitely understand that. And and we also gotta, I mean, we gotta be willing to kind of have conversations with all black men across the board, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't be picking and choosing who's invited, who's you know, who gets to say what. Right, you know, because because it's a lot of um, you know, like I said, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of hurt and a lot of misunderstanding about this kind of like you know sexuality and stuff like that. So it's like you know we can't really cut it off at you know like all right, you know we we can have you know um, straight black men only. You know we gotta we gotta have everybody in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you know because because we all matter. If we all matter, then we all matter. Not not here, not there, not over here, not, you know, not, you know, if we all supposed to lift each other up, then we got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, much respect to, you know, Dr. Umar, but, you know, some of his stuff, hey, but, hey, it's, to me, it's like, it's like, it's counterproductive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but, but that's a, whatever. He, he wouldn't like me anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, so, but I feel like these spaces are important because, um, just because you know people deserve what they want, you know what I'm saying. Anything out of this episode, if you listen to this episode, anything I want you to take is from like you know learn how to love yourself first, you know what I'm saying. And if you are a person that you know, you know that always got that you know person you ragging on, you know what I'm saying. I, I understand what they're going through, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, try to build your people up, you know what I'm saying. Um, th- there's time for jokes, there's time for laughing, there's time for seriousness, right? But but we can't. We got to stop saying things like toughen up, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? I did it, so won't you do it? Or those kind of stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? Or that no excuse kind of shit, right? Because people people be hurt out here, you know what I'm saying? And and, and we got to use the lens of helping them where they're at, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even though we, we all aren't social workers, I understand that, 
But at the same time, if you really care about your friend, you know what I'm saying, and you're concerned about their health, first of all, check yourself. Are you a doctor? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you know, like, you know, are you some kind of specialist? Do you have these things going on? Then if you don't, then you should try to help them from where they're at and not try to come at them as some kind of expertise point of view. Because this could do smaller, don't mean you get to give people all kind of health advice. You know what I'm saying? You know right. what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. So, you know, yeah, let's, let's be more compassionate and like you know, have these conversations, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and just kind of encourage each other, but doing it in a way that's not going to hurt each other's feelings, right? You know what I'm saying? So, in yeah, a compassionate, because, empathetic way. Right. I, I, I'll say this. My homeboy, man, he was just like, because he know I don't like working out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I play ball, but I don't like working out. I don't like running. I don't like doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'll get in there. I'll get in my modes, man. But, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll fizzle out. But he was just like, man, just start. If you just walk the neighborhood, he was like, just walk. You know what I'm saying? For Walk a mile. And that's it. Just walk a mile for a day. And... And I thought that was interesting because, like, that's him knowing his background, how he moved, but understanding, like, I'm going to meet you where you're at because I know you don't like doing any of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know that you have a goal, but this is not, you know, you ain't trying to be in the gym twice a day. You ain't got enough time. See, that's the thing about people don't have enough time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to create something that is specific to you and the other piece of that too chris even when i was doing the the, the working out journey was i had to be realistic with myself mm. as far as what i was going to do and not do was i really going to get up at five o'clock six o'clock in the morning and go work out right. because my trainer told me to <laughs> no no i wasn't oh. i wasn't so <laughs> you know what was what what could i do i could go i can go at eight or nine or i can go after work that's what I can commit to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, if you're a trainer or you're somebody like that, you want to get more depth as far as how you can help somebody, you know, from a mental health lens, you know, in reference to physical, you know, health is, you know, meeting them where they're at and working with what they can do and going from that point and not judging them and putting them down because they didn't do X, Y, and Z. So. Sure, right. You know, the biggest loser method is is there's the, 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 the reason why that show so is not on TV anymore. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? That method is trash. Don't, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we can't. I mean, for some people, it work. Some people, you got to say, hey, man, get up off your ass and go do something, right? You know what I'm saying? That, that might work, but it don't work for everybody. You got to know, you know what I'm saying? You got to know who you're working with, right? You know what I'm saying? You got to know who your friends are and how that, you know, and how that relationship, you know, works. So. Well, I appreciate you for, uh, you know, us, us trying to attempt, you know what I'm saying, this issue. It's a tough issue because, especially with us, because it's a whole lot of things that tie into it. It could be it's our so color, multifaceted. race, you know what I'm saying, the actual body image, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff to go through, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, I just want people to understand that, you know, like, hey, man, we out here, you know, um, we really want this conversation to keep growing you know what i'm saying i know it's only us two speaking about our experiences you know there's more experiences out there you know so if you got something you know where we at on social media you know what i'm saying uh you can retweet us you can send us dms uh not too many dms because 
I don't be like reading them, but you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I'm just keeping it real, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? If you got questions, you know what I'm saying? Social media, email, don't DM me, email me. If you want, if you really want to talk about this conversation more, you email us because I feel like I answer more those quicker than a DM. So you email us because, you know, I know the situation I grew up in being a person in a bigger body and still, you know, I don't struggle as much now because over the years, really being in grad school and really kind of being confident in myself has helped me like not even really trip anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm still hesitant. I'm still hesitant about taking off my shirt. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I got some work to do, but Hey, you know what I'm saying? We here and yeah, we just trying to be better and we trying to really just be have, you know, just have, have things that, you know, that, that means something, you know what I'm saying? Not working ourselves to death just to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Being yeah. healthy, you know, being healthy, spiritually, mentally, physically, all that. Healthy, healthy and happy for sure. And I can also speak, even though I'm light skinned and a fair skin and come from the skinny route, I can speak from an experience of being light skinned and skinny and not really having a place or a voice to speak about the things that I might be struggling with body image wise because of the privilege that I had as well. So um, I can definitely speak on how to maneuver through that and ways I've been, you know, channeling and um, dealing with that as well. Cause you know, from my, from my perspective, I'm, I'm supposed to be, I don't supposed to be saying nothing at all, you know? So we'll, we'll take it from there on that. Right. So, but yeah, he definitely hit us up. If you got questions, or if you want more topics to come out about that, man, until next time though, you can check out Chris on uh, hip hop social work podcast, or you can check me out on everybody relax podcast. Um, not sure where we're going to post this at, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Yo.